this. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. Hey, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. I'm Mike Santagata. Lindsey went to this game that the Bengals dropped 27-3 to against the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. So I am recording the initial reaction solo. Um, tough game, <laughs> especially it felt like this team right before this game against the Rams were finally figuring something out. Maybe the offense was still whatever because of Burrow's leg and general issues there. But yeah, the defense put up such a good performance. You look at the Titans offensive line, like that offensive line is kind of worse than the Rams one. So uh, the think there's a little bit of belief that the Bengals could slow this team down. They've slowed down Henry in the past and Henry's a year older and this offensive line is worse than it's ever been in this matchup. And yet Derrick Henry on 22 carries had 122 yards and a touchdown. It never felt like the Bengals controlled the point of attack uh, up front on defense. It felt more like they were being dictated and controlled and the Titans got to do whatever they wanted. And then you start committing more resources to the run game. You start getting tired as well as a defense because the offense can't put any drives together. The offense, the offensive series, they had a 63% success rate, which is a 25th percentile. Uh, That just means that when they had a, when they got to first and 10, how often did they get to a new first and 10? And the answer to that was 63% of the time. The Titans, on the other hand, were 82.1% of the time they had a first down, they got a first down. And that puts them in the 92nd percentile. Uh, That is not a winning business model to be giving up first downs and being unable to get them yourself. To go with that, it uh, just brutal. Uh, We could talk about Joe Burrow. He had another bad game. 20 of 30, I guess that's fine, but... 165 yards, no touchdowns, but no picks. It feels to me as if he's not pushing the ball down the field. And is that an issue with his cap still? Or are we looking at, you know, it's the cap issue. He can't drive the ball, but he's also not attempting too many throws down the field. When you look at his average depth of target, it was 4.7 yards today which is terrible. Ryan Tannehill's was 12.3. And I know Ryan Tannehill's taking some shots off play action, but you want Burrow at least up in 9, 10 range for his average depth of target. You want him throwing the ball for first downs and not throwing the ball behind the first down and trotting off the field, which seems to happen a lot. Um, Looking at his performance, and I think that some of it is characterized in – the last play, which you could argue whether or not they should have left him in there, but he climbs the pocket. He looks like he's it's fourth down. And yeah, the Titans, they we can't see the coverage because of the TV copy. Um, they've probably got everybody blanketed for the most part. But at the end of the day, you have these receivers, and even with T. Higgins out, you still have Jamar Chase, you still have Tyler Boyd, especially Jamar Chase. Even if he's double covered, I feel like Burrow has thrown it up to that guy more often than he has this year. That 
in itself is just seems like he's a little nervous about pushing the ball down the field. And why are you nervous in down 24 points to push the ball on fourth and forever? Why there's a much, much better success rate of just tossing the ball up to your elite receiver than there is with a guy who can't really move trying to scramble for a first down with a linebacker bearing down on him. Um, not ideal. We can stick with the offense. Uh, I thought Joe Burrow looked slightly more comfortable this week than last week, but it still just feels very apparent that his cap is bothering him and he's not going to push the ball down the field while that's happening. Defenses are playing them a certain way. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to be able to find explosive plays. You can't be so bottled up as an offense. They can't create a run pass conflict right now because even though Mixon's successful, right now they're not threatened so much by the run game and these runs they have rpos tied to them they have motion tied to them that's going to try to pull defenders away and use the gravity of a jamar chase a t higgins or even a tyler boyd to stretch the defense horizontally while they can run with these five-man surfaces and sometimes six-man surfaces but they don't really have drew sample is a good blocking tight end but they don't play him every down and it just feels like no team is scared of the Bengals committing to the run and why would they be Mixon at 14 carries today and last week he had 19 week before 13 and 13 those are okay numbers for his carries I'm not begging for them to go up but they had one rush attempt outside of Mixon with Travion Williams it's just yeah tough you know, they know Mixon's going to be the only one really carrying the ball. They had three rush attempts from Joe Burrow for one yard, but I don't even know if I count those. So four yards on that rush attempt from Travion Williams, 67 yards on 14 attempts from Joe Mixon for a 4.8 average per carry. I think it was even better than that sounds for what it's worth, but it just doesn't feel like – no. the Titans don't think that the Bengals are going to pound Joe Mixon the same way they do Derrick Henry. Nobody thinks they're going to run Joe Mixon like Nick Chubb. So then you look at, okay, so if Mixon's only going to get 15 carries a game, if we need to create a run-pass conflict, even if we can't really get them to commit because we're such a spread team playing 11 personnel and it's tough when you don't have all those extra blockers and when they are there, most of them aren't very good. It just feels like you need to be able to help your pass game, help Joe Burrow, just take hits off of him and stay ahead of the chains, stay in good positions. I know you fell behind the game script pretty early, so that's a big reason why to, uh, today, well, yesterday, if you're listening, uh, Mixon didn't get that much work, but it just feels to me like teams don't actually think that Zach Taylor and this offense are going to stick with the run game, even when it's working. It it all falls back. They're a passing team, but the issue is your quarterback can't throw that well right now. So what is the plan? And the plan seems to have been the defense can kind of carry them a little bit, create a turnover. At least that's what happened in the Rams game. They had a good scripted offense. Love to go back to it. There were a couple good runs on that, uh, on that. And there was a couple screens, bubbles to Jamar Chase. It just felt like, okay, they know what they're going to do to attack this Titans defense. And then they kicked a field goal and fourth and goal from about the three yard line. And they never got back to a situation they could score. It's tough. Well, 
So they're not creating a run-pass conflict because teams don't think they're actually going to pound the rock. They think they're just running to take body blows off of Burrow for the most part. When it comes to receivers, it feels like they're great. Uh, T. Higgins left the game with rib injury, cracked rib from what I have seen on the internet so far on Twitter, X, whatever. He had two catches for 19 yards and generally didn't play super great, but it was early when he left. He could have turned it around, and then also it's it's a couple bad games now from him. So he needs to find a way to get out of this funk. The, Jamar Chase was great, seven catches, 73 yards, nine targets. Honestly, feed him more. It's just they give him a couple bubbles and slants and stuff, but it feels like if they're going to push, they need to just find a way to push the ball down the field. Just throw the ball up to him because nothing they do goes over 15 yards. Nothing they do really goes over 12 yards. And when the defense can play within that type of a box, it just makes your offense and your offense ends up having to be perfect for the most part. The margin for error is extremely slim. Tyler Boyd had a solid, fine, it was a fine game. All short catches, four catches, 26 yards. They got the ball to Irwin late in the game after T was hurt. Hudson had a couple catches, but overall, it was kind of one of those <laughs> Drew Brees games where two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different guys caught a pass, but it wasn't really in a good way. It wasn't like, oh, they're spreading the ball and scoring with everybody. It's scored with nobody. So, um, it's tough. It's tough because the offense only gained 211 yards today. Uh, the offense in general looks terrible. Uh, to go on the run game just a little bit more, I thought the run game was better than 4.8 yards per carry sounds. They had a 62% success rate with the run today, which is insane. Uh, the Titans had a 42% success rate with the run. And if you just look at Joe Mixon, he's at a 67% success rate with the run. That is in the 99th percentile. And Zach and the coaching staff and Burrow, whoever is changing the plays or calling the plays, didn't stick with it. It's just, it, I know late in the game, it was what it was. But if you look at the full play-by-play, -play, which I'm going to do real quick, Burrow incomplete pass on first down. Burrow pass to Jamar Chase on second down. I mean, there's situations they could have kept running the ball. They only had really that one drive, one and a half drives in the first quarter because the defense gave it such a long one. Now you look at, uh, yeah, you can end up in third and seven on the second drive, third and four on the third drive. So they were trying to pound it a little bit during this time, but then you get the ball six minutes left, burrow pass, burrow pass, burrow pass, punt. And that feels like a situation, yes, you're down three to 14, but if you control that time in the game, then you can get down the field. You can stay ahead of the chains because once they got to third and 10, it, it didn't feel like anything was going to happen. That was the one yard pass to Drew Sample. So there's just a few drives in this first half when the game script is what it is. You're behind, but if you're behind two scores in the first half of a game, you don't really change much. You kind of stick with what's working, stick with what the game plan was. Instead, they kind of abandoned the run despite it working at a very high level and opted to pass the ball. Burrow had a less had a lower success rate passing the ball than Mixon did running the ball, even though he averaged like five yards an attempt and Mixon was at 4.8 per carry. It just, yeah, the early down success rate was 67%, the 100th percentile, one of the best that 
RBDM has RBSDM has ever seen Ben Baldwin's website when it comes to just staying ahead of the change and staying on schedule running the ball. <sighs> All that is to say that I think with Burrow's calf, they need to find a way, even if it's from shotgun, but to actually threaten teams and have one of those Ravens type of drives where you just hand the ball off and run the ball 14 out of the 20 plays or something like that. Let's go less 10 out of 14 plays on a scoring drive. And then teams might actually respect it because where they are right now, it just feels like maybe that first drive a tiny bit when you look at the run pass ratio. Because they did do three straight runs during that and picked up a first down, but then it was three straight passes, a run, an incomplete pass, a run, and a field goal. It still feels like they're kind of waiting for the – they're you know running just to take some blows off Burrow to kind of maybe keep the offense on schedule a little bit, but it, it just never felt like the Titans thought that the run game from the Bengals was going to be something that they really had to worry about. And you have to create a conflict somewhere, and Burrow's not able to do it in the passing game by attacking space with their spread offense. So I'm in the point of just, if it's working, pound the rock, pound, pound the ball, pound Joe Mixon up the middle, uh, off the edge. You've got a, an offensive line that can block a little better than they could last year. He's playing extremely well. He looks healthy. He looks awesome. Looks strong. Maybe find a guy that you feel comfortable enough to run as a secondary guy, because it just feels like Travion Williams just kind of takes those like, third and long type carries out of eh, this drives over. Just give it to Travion let him try to do something and we'll move on. Um, maybe that's what Chase Brown's role should be in the future. Maybe that's what Chris Evans will do when he comes back. It doesn't feel like they trust Travion Williams to do that, even though he's the only guy getting other carries. Cause you look at the Titans and I mentioned 22 carries for Henry five for Ty J Spears. And he got 40 yards out of that. I thought he was good in this game. So either way, the offense just looks, like a mess. And some of that's Burroughs calf. Some of that is not willing to stick with the run. Some of that is not pushing the ball down the field. And it's probably all related in the, at the end of the day, I think whether or not Burroughs calf is going to get that much better in the coming weeks, they have to be better on offense. And that moves to the coaching staff, which I think everybody has been very critical of. I don't think, I don't think they're the only reason that the team isn't playing that well, but they are, in fact, uh, they need to be better. They need to be better as a coaching staff to get players open, to work the ball down the field, to have a functioning offense, despite not having a Pro Bowl level quarterback right now because of the injury. Anyway, enough about the offense, and we'll move to the defense. The defense was also a disaster for the most part. You don't lose 27 to three without both units being bad. Uh, maybe if there are a bunch of pick sixes or something, you could feel that way. Opening drive. I want to see first off, before I talk about the Titans opening drive, what was the time of possession in this game? 34 minutes, basically 35 minutes. It was 34, 45 to 25 minutes. It felt worse than that. And that's terrible already. Uh, the defense allowed over 400 total yards. They did not look like the unit that played against the Rams last week. They looked more like the unit that got stomped in week one and week two. For whatever reason right now, the run defense is terrible. It's just 
the pass defense isn't very good either right now, <laughs> but the run defense is a thing that sticks out to me as bad. I am not 100% sure why, because it's a lot of the guys on the front are the same guys that have been there. DJ Reader, BJ Hill, Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson, Josh Tupo, and Zach Carter, and even Joseph Osai, all have been there. They're all there last year. So that is a little bit confusing. I don't think that the safety change is causing such a bad performance in the run game. I think it does have an effect because both those guys were good at coming off the roof and defending the run. And the corners are the same. Even Mike Hilton gets in the run fit, and he generally he, – last year he was awesome. This year hasn't been that. Uh, it's tough, and I'm not exactly sure what the fix is for the Bengals' current run – defense of the run game um the titans ran the ball 31 times in this game at a 42 percent success rate which is actually only in the 66 percent above average um and derrick henry derrick henry was better than that ended up with uh 0.06 epa per play which is higher than joe mixon did but he also had that touchdown which drives that sometimes either way it felt like the Titans were rarely behind the chains and they were awesome. 92nd percentile series success rate, 82.1. So over 80% of the time when they had a set of first downs, they got another first down. And that's kind of what it felt like. The Bengals defense never stopped them. I mean, they only punted the ball two times. The Bengals punted it five times. They had the one turnover, the pick, uh, I think the defense kind of gets summed up in one play. I believe it was – was it a pitch to Ty J? I think it was a pitch to Ty J Spears. He fumbles it. He drops the pitch. And he has enough time to pick it up, not fall on it, but bend down, pick it up, look up, and ran for 22 yards. <laughs> that just feels ridiculous. Like how do you overrun it so much that now he has – a lane right through the back end and he's gone for an explosive play. The Bengals can't generate explosive plays. The Titans were doing it off fumbled handoffs. <laughs> That's it's just ridiculous. And Derrick Henry was the best we've ever seen him against the Bengals. I mean, over a hundred yards, a touchdown. He, whenever he gets down the field, he looks really good and strong still. Uh, I think, they showed a stat and I can't remember it now, but he was, he's much worse. If you can contact him behind the line, uh, the Bengals typically do a great job of gang tackling him. It felt more like they were arm tackling and being shrugged away. They weren't really trying to drive through the shoulder, wrap the legs is it's, it's just this. I'm at a pretty high concern level with the, with the Bengals ability to stop the run. I think, that they face some good teams when it comes to running the ball, but they are also, when you look at those players, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Lamar and company, they're the one team that like, if you look at it, like, Oh, he had his best game against the Bengals. <laughs> look at Derrick Henry, 22 for 122. last week, 11 for 20, 25 for 80, 15 for 63. He hadn't averaged over 4.5 yards of carry in any game. He averaged over 5.5 today. And he didn't go over 100 yards before today. So you look at that and you go, okay, well, seems to be an issue there, right? Um, Tajay Spears, was that a career game from him with his eight yards of carry shirt? Three for 27 against New Orleans. So, you know, he's the change of pace back comes in. 
fast, smaller guy to complement Derrick Henry's big strength. Anyway, Derrick Henry also threw a touchdown on what was probably the most embarrassing play for the Bengals defense all day, where they were going to do a, a direct snap. The Titans at the time were up by 14, and Jeffrey Simmons came into the game to a bunch of cheers on offense as a fullback tight end. And the Bengals called a timeout after they shifted Simmons up to the line of scrimmage from the fullback position and Ryan Tannehill out wide. So it was going to be a direct snap to Derrick Henry. And they called timeout, and I assume they're going to go over this. The Titans had no timeouts. So they're not going to run the ball here. At least there's a very good chance they throw this ball, even though it's Derrick Henry back there. And the Bengals called timeout. I don't know what they went over in that timeout, but nobody covered the backside tight end. And it was the classic direct snap, run up the line of scrimmage half-heartedly, and then throw the little jump pass over the top. I don't remember if Henry jumped or not, but either way, just throw that pass over the top. Nobody's covering the tight end, and it's the easiest touchdown that they'll give up all year. That's tough. <laughs> uh, the other touchdown that they gave up, well, they had the rushing touchdown on a counter play that Carter got blasted by a double team. Hendrickson didn't squeeze it down enough to make up for that. They, I believe they sent a gap pressure on that. So it was just defense caught with their pants down on a counter play. The third touchdown. So you got those two was a slide route from the backside tight end on a boot concept and the Bengals sent pressure again. Actually, I'm not 100% sure if this was a three deep, two under hot zone, or if this was a fire zone situation and Pratt started running at the snap because he sees the handoff and then just went, I'm not getting back there anyway, so I'm going to go hit the quarterback. Uh, either way, there was a bust and nobody covered uh, Westbrook Akine. And easy touchdown for him. Uh, it's just, it feels like other teams have it easy when they play the Bengals. They score easy touchdowns. Um, that's not ideal. I think the past game, they were able to do some stuff that made me feel better. I mean, they got to Tannehill and sacked him three times. Miles Murphy had his first career sack. The other two, I think Hubbard got credited for that uh, botch snap. Tannehill laid on the ground and he tapped him. And Trey Hendrickson also had a sack in this game. DJ Reader should have had a sack. But a holding call called it back. Um, actually, they gave Henderson half credit on that Hubbard sack. Then they must have, because that's what it looks like on what I'm using for the box score. But either way, they got Tanhill down three times. They were generally able to get some pressure, but they had inopportune timed penalties. You think of that holding call that brought back DJ Readers. Um, I think it was on Jermaine Pratt. They brought back DJ Reader's sack. There was a pressure, no sack, from Nick Scott on an all-out blitz. And then the ball was thrown about five yards left of the receiver. I don't think Battle Jordan Battle saw it, one of his few snaps in the game. He ends up demolishing the receiver as it after it hit the ground and got flagged for an unnecessary roughness. I think it was a little bit ticky-tacky, but at the same time, got over the ball is. Because he probably could have had a pick if he really saw the ball, but it felt like he just jumped the receiver instead, which happens. You know, it's easier to see those guys. 
generally, I wasn't as concerned with their ability to stop the pass, and that actually lends itself out. No, that doesn't lend itself out with the stats, huh? Let's look at that. Yeah, so they gave up a lot of – they had bad advanced metrics when it came to defending the pass game. But I felt like it, there were issues, but it felt more – like they had some answers. It felt like they had no answers for the run game. And you look also at the pass and their ability to stop the pass. Everybody seemed to have at least one play that was bad on them. I, maybe I can't think of one for Dax Hill in specific. He's played pretty well all year, but Nick Scott had a play where Jermaine Pratt pointed and he was supposed to carry a guy. I believe it was on a cover three and he didn't carry him, ended up being a seam ball for a big gain. And then the next play that was the slide route that is it on Pratt? Or did they just get caught with the pants down from the call? It was a good call against that look that the Bengals like to do that penny front where they have five guys on the line of scrimmage and one linebacker. That linebacker was Logan Wilson, but Jermaine Pratt was also on the line of scrimmage. Um, maybe it's Wilson that's supposed to cover that. Maybe it's even Scott, but I thought Scott was the single high safety on that. I think fans wanted to blame him for it because they seem to always, <laughs> it feels like you always have a, a guy that takes the rap for all these plays given up. But so that was rough on the touchdown and the play before Scott, uh, Scott's flub was DeAndre Hopkins just smoking Cam Taylor Britt off the line of scrimmage. It's not the first time. I, I don't. I think we're at the point where, at least early on so far, it doesn't look like Cam Taylor Britt has taken that leap from a solid corner, fine corner, into being a good starter. Like some people thought he might this year, and there were the uh, talk. There was a talk about it as well. From oh yeah, he's playing really well in training camp. So that's is what it is. Hopefully, he can turn it around. I think the secondary still has issues communicating, like the Scott giving up that seam ball, um, and then just penalties. Pratt had a penalty. Uh, I believe Ouzier had a penalty, but I could be wrong on that. Um, I just eh, – it was just tough. I think the offensive line, didn't even talk about them. They had their worst game so far. Burrow was sacked three times, and it felt like there was constant pressure. That can be summed up from one play where – they went max protection. We're going to get a deep shot. Uh, and this actually two-play sequence kind of described the game for me. We're going to get a deep shot. We're going to max protect. We're going to wad up the seven blitzers, and we're going to have all three of our elite receivers down the field one-on-one. -on -one. And I haven't gone back to watch, but there were three free runners, and they had enough bodies to pick up everybody, or at least pick up everybody but one. I think it was to pick up everybody, though. Burrow takes a hit and there is no deep ball attempt. So that stinks. You move on. Titans, similar situation. And that was the play DeAndre Hopkins smoked Cam Taylor Britt for a big game. And third and long, it's a tough place to live, but it just feels like the Bengals had an answer from a coaching staff perspective. They had like, we're going to wad this up and take our shot. And I love that. Because they're not, they haven't been taking shots. So go max protect, block everybody, and make them pay for blitzing. They couldn't do it. And on the other end, the Bengals blitz brought a pressure. I believe it was a man free, yeah, man free look. So man coverage from everybody underneath. Nick Scott was deep by himself uh, as the free safety in the middle of the field. And Tannehill gets it and chucks the ball up to DeAndre Hopkins, who's wide open for a big play. Uh, 
Cam Taylor Britt got hurt in this game as well. I don't want to rag on him too much. He had an injury both to his shoulder, and then I think he got evaluated for a concussion afterwards. I thought DJ Turner played pretty well from what I could see, though. So that was one of the takeaways that is one of the bright spots of uh, this team in this game. To end it on that note, I think we could talk about what went well. Was the opening script took them all, all the way down the field. I want to see a more aggressive there. Uh, and actually go for the touchdown on fourth and goal and not kick a field goal from their two-yard line because the Titans aren't an offense that I feel like is going to drive 98 yards and score a touchdown of their own, completely flip it around. I also don't want to see them elect to receive. I hate it. I, there's an actual schematic advantage to kicking, to deferring and allowing the Titans to receive the opening kickoff, and we saw it in this game. The middle eight minutes, Brady and the Patriots used to dominate this uh, in the early and mid and even late 2000s, you get the ball right before the end of half, take up as much time as you can and score the touchdown, and then get the ball to start the second half and score a touchdown. That can take you where the Bengals really were down 14 before they punted it back to the Titans and allowed the Titans to go down the field and score a touchdown. If you score a touchdown there and then you are getting the ball after, you're right back in the game. But when you're down 21 after that, and then they drive down the field and score a field goal, and now you're down 24, that just feels insurmountable. And what a difference that would make. I know you have to be better, and that's not exactly why they're losing, but it just feels like the Bengals are the only team electing to receive consistently in the NFL. And there's a reason for that, because it puts you at a schematic disadvantage with how many drives you get and when you get them. But anyway, that's enough complaints about that. I complain a lot, a lot on Twitter as well. Uh, the other bright spots I can think of, I talked about Miles Murphy's first career sack. It was an effort sack, but it's a sack nonetheless. And I think he won before he finished up the sack. He was the backside end tail, tried running left, and he chased him all the way down. DJ Turner looking solid and extended playing time, the opening script. And I thought the run game was good. There's not much else to take away that this was a good win for them. Um, the, well, a moral victory in the loss. It was it was a tough game all around. I don't know where they're going from here. I believe they'll probably just stick with Burrow, try to stick this out, and rightfully so. I mean, you're still a team that is in that's trying to compete. They're not going to be sellers at the trade deadline or anything like that. They're one and three. That's not a place that you want to be, but it's also not an impossible hole to come out of. Next week to look ahead. They get to play the Arizona Cardinals. They are in Arizona for that game. Maybe it could be a little bit of a trap. And then you get Seattle at home. If you go to no on during that stretch, you end up three and three at the bye. And now you, then you have some tough games. But if they can win the next two, they're still heavily in contention for the division and especially the wild card with how the AFC is. But then you get San Francisco and Buffalo back to back. And Houston looks better than. People thought going into the year, got a couple divisional games, Jacksonville. I mean, it's a tough back half of the schedule, although they're used to that. They are used to having a tough back half of the schedule and performing above expectations. If they get to three and three, I'll still feel fine about them. But where they are now, if you get to two and four or one and five, that's going to be a tough sell on them making a strong run at the end of the year. The season kind of comes down to Burroughs calf, but they need to be able to have a working offense, even if it's not the best offense. Have a Titans level in this game, because the Titans were terrible in offense last week, but have a Titans in this game level of offense where, well, their offense was really good in this game. 
anyway, just have an offense that works. Just have something that moves the ball down the field and scores you more than three points. They've scored on the year. I'll just finish it here. I guess I'm angry about it. Three, 27, 46, 49 points in four games. They're not even averaging, what, 15? They're well below 15, 12. They're about 12 points per game. <laughs> and that's one. Of, that's got to be one of the worst in the league when it comes to that mark. I, the offense is terrible. The defense gets tired, and they were bad as well, even at the start of the game. It's just tough. If you're bad on both units, you're a bad team. And I hope we're not talking about draft picks. I hope that they can turn this around and move to a positive direction over the future. Got to win every week. Anyway, that's it for It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. You can follow me at Bengals underscore Sands on Twitter. You can follow Lindsay at LNDS Patterson on Twitter. And make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show so that more people find it and can listen to it that maybe are frustrated, but hopefully looking forward to better days. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys later.